Hello, and welcome to my little house of prayer. I am your host, Dayla Smith. I'm so very glad that you could join me today. Let's open up in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you right now that it, these will be your words and not mine spoken, Father God, that your anointing will be on this message. And, and Father, let it touch hearts and lives in Jesus' name. Help us all better each other by, by sharing our own testimonies. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's talk about inheritance. Did you know that the Lord commands us to leave an inheritance to our children? Let's take a look at Numbers 27, 1 through 11. Then came the daughters of Zelophehad, the son of Hepher, the son of Gilead, the son of Machir, the son of Manasseh, of the families of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, and these are the names of his daughters, Melah, Noah, and Hoglah, and Milcah, and Tirzah. And they stood before Moses and before Eleazar, the priest, and before the princes and all the congregation by the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, saying, Our father died in the wilderness, and he was not in the company of them that gathered themselves together against the Lord in the company of Korah, but died in his own sin and had no sons. Why should the name of our father be done away from among his family? Because he hath no son. Give unto us, therefore, a possession among the brethren of our father. And Moses brought their cause before the Lord. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, The daughters of Zelophehad speak right. Thou shalt surely give them a possession of an inheritance among their father's brethren, and thou shalt cause the inheritance of their father to pass unto them. And thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If a man die and have no son, then he shall cause his inheritance to pass unto his daughter. And if ye have no daughter, then ye shall give his inheritance unto his brethren. And if ye have no brethren, then ye shall give his inheritance unto his father's brethren. And if his father have no brethren, then ye shall give his inheritance unto his kinsmen that is next to him of his family. And he shall possess it, and it shall be unto the children of Israel a statute of judgment as the Lord commanded Moses. Proverbs 13:22. A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. So we are to leave our children inheritance. We can leave them a monetary inheritance. We can leave them property and or possessions. But the greatest inheritance that we can give them is our faith our spiritual inheritance. Some would call it a legacy. Either way, this is the greatest gift that we can leave them. I have a testimony concerning an experience I had a while back. I had wonderful grandparents growing up. I would spend every school vacation and summers at their house. Now I loved my grandparents and they loved me. We had an awesome relationship. They bonded with all of their grandchildren. But if there's one thing we all rem remembered about my grandmother was her faith in the Lord. Be it they were of the Catholic faith. 
but my grandmother was not a normal Catholic. She grew up in the Baptist faith, and when she was older, the Lord called her to the Catholic faith. Some of us are probably shaking our heads right now. Let me say this. There are Catholics out there that have made Jesus Lord over their lives and asked him into their hearts to be Lord and Savior. My grandmother always read her Bible at night, and she always took all of us children to church with her. On the way, she would cut up with us, but then she would get real serious with us and would tell us of how great the Lord was to her. She would openly share her faith with us. When I graduated from high school and moved in with them to go to college, I learned that she loved to watch Jack Van Empey and his wife. She thought they were very precious Christians. She would always invite me to watch with her. I was so very lost at the time. I did not fully appreciate what I had, but her and my grandfather both prayed me into the kingdom. My grandfather openly shared his faith with me also. The Lord used them greatly in my life. She was ecstatic when I made Jesus Lord over my life. It was at my grandmother's funeral that I learned what she and I didn't know. Her favorite pastor preached at her funeral. He looked at all of us with a look of awe. He told us that in, that in all of his years, he had never seen what he got to see that day. She had left a legacy, a lasting imprint. I am hoping that I carry this on with my children and grandchildren. You see, our lives are a living epitaph. Are we allowing the Lord to write on the tablets of our hearts? Hebrews 10, 16-25 This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquities I will remember no more. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one to another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. I thank God every day for my grandparents' influence on my life. I would not be the person I am today if it weren't for their steadfast walk with the Lord. The Lord always leads by example, and so He also leaves us inheritance. It's a, it's a holy promise. You know, call on the name of the Lord and you will be saved. Saved from what? The curse of sin and death. The worst death one can experience is the second death. In it is an eternal separation from the one who loved us most. Yes, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There will be a fire that is eternal. 
and these are pretty bad. But the weeping and gnashing of teeth is because of the eternal reminder of this, the decision to reject the one who took a bullet for us by going to the cross. So he has promised us an eternal inheritance. Titus 3, 7. That being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. The word says that our inheritance is eternal. Ephesians 1, 11 through 14. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed. You were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. If we remember, Jesus talked about our inheritance in Matthew 6, 19-21. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, where thieves do not break through or steal. For where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. So the next question is, this we need our ask ourselves what kind of inheritance are we looking for remember this life is short-lived but our lives do not stop here when we die we have a whole unending eternity to live out after we die it is on this side of eternity that we will decide what our eternity on the other side will be. You see, we have our works, choices, the times we are ashamed of the gospel and who we affected in our lives, good or bad. These determine what we will need to learn on the other side, as well as what we will be doing for his name on the other side. So how do we access his inheritance? First, we must accept Christ as our Savior and Lord. We must allow the Spirit of the Lord to change us from the inside out and vice versa. Romans 10:13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 6:23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So after we make this choice to follow Christ, to pick up our own cross, to follow after him, this is his promise. Revelation 21:7. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. How is this for a promise? We are then called his children. What a promise. Glory to God in the highest. Romans 8, 1 through 18. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, 
that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised, raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, you shall die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So then, after we give complete control over to the Lord Jesus Christ over our lives, we promise us to never leave nor forsake us. He will always lead, guide, protect us as long as we are willing to submit to Him and His precious Holy Spirit. Acts 20 verse 32 And now brethren I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. How are we sanctified? Through the powerful sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews 9:22-28 And almost all things are by the law purged with blood and without shedding of blood is no remission it was therefore necessary that the pattern of things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us, nor yet that he should offer himself often, as the high priest entereth, into the holy place every year with blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world he appeared to put away sin by sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. So Christ was offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. So as long as we commit to walk with him and follow all of his examples, 
as long as we take up our cross and follow after him, as long as we also lead by example. He has such glorious promises for each and every one of us, but the greatest is that we use our lives to be an epitaph, to leave a spiritual inheritance for our children and our children's children. We store up our treasures in heaven that are eternal. I suggest that you go read the Beatitudes in Matthew. He tells us there is how you store up how your treasures in heaven. And here's another promise from the Lord concerning our spiritual in heaven inheritance. Revelation 21, 7. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God and he shall be my son. I especially love this promise of God. I can only hope and pray that I may obtain and live up to this promise. Do you want to be able to obtain these precious promises from God? Do you want to be called a child of the Most High God? If you do not know the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, let me introduce you to Him. It's really simple. First, you must acknowledge that you are a sinner in need of a Savior according to the mirror of the law of the Lord. Ask Him for His forgiveness for all of your sins and call them out to Him. Thank Him for His forgiveness and forgive those who have sinned or transgressed against you. Then repent. Repent means to change your mind concerning sinful habits. Change your choice-making decisions. Let Him influence your choice-making decisions as you get in His Holy Word. Ask Him to be Lord over your life. I want to pray this prayer with you, but this is just an outline. The real work begins after I pray with you because it is a very personal walk with the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have made the wonderful decision to follow after Christ and want the Lord to use your life as a living epistle and epitaph, please let me know of your decision to follow Christ. Also, if this message has touched your heart in some way or you have questions or prayer requests, you can let me know by emailing me at my number one little afmp at aol.com or commenting below. Once again, thank you so very much for tuning in today. May you have a blessed week. Remember, I love you with the love of the Lord, but Jesus Christ of Nazareth will always love you more. Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you for this wonderful message. And I hope we just chew on it and chew on it and chew on it till we get everything we can out of it, Lord, so that we can make heaven our home. In Jesus Christ of Nazareth's name, amen.